Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to watch or listen to this thing, Billy DeVore, and sitting next to me is my co-host, Chris Weir. Thanks for stopping over, Nasty Nation. Ooh, Nasty Nation on a roll, baby. Yeah, you're in the fart dungeon. <laughs> Hell yeah, the fart zone, dude. Yeah. I just, I uh, before I came over, I will let you know. Mm-hmm. I had five White Castles for dinner. Mm. So I'm about to peel some paint. Yeah, I probably could have guessed that if you didn't tell me. You know, <laughs> probably a few minutes in, like, oh, yeah, he had some sliders. <laughs> I can smell the onion. Yeah. Oh, man, there's such a distinct fart. They're, oh, they, they truly are, man. It's like I'm rotting from the inside out. I shouldn't out. be hungry for White Castles now that we're talking about your farts. You know? <laughs> but you are. Yeah. Man, it's been a while since I had some White Castles. Yeah. Uh, Jake and Wally had some DoorDash who are in from Seattle, and they had them DoorDashed. Mm. And we got a Crave case, a thing of cheese sticks, some fries. I mean, it's perfect. They don't have that out there, do they? No. So it was mm. his first time. He was like, man, this is good. Dude, it's it's so rad. It's so good. Especially, too, like for a drinking thing, it's... Oh, per- oh and then Saturday, Wally had his first Skyline experience. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I That's a lot here. to like try, like a Skyline and White Castle for the very first time. Like your stomach. If you haven't had oh. that before, I mean, that's kind of like building up like a callus oh. in your stomach. Yeah. I mean, I've got my, like I always say, my stomach is like a well-seasoned cast iron skillet. It's just a bunch of like knuckle skin. <laughs> In your stomach. <laughs> Knuckle skin and goddamn fingernails. <laughs> Knuckle skin and fingernails. <laughs> oh, buddy. That's a Tom Waits album right there. <laughs> Knuckle skin and fingernails. <laughs> I eat cigarettes for breakfast. <laughs> I'm gargling gravel. <laughs> Can't you see? Uh, what that woman? She put her fingers in me. Mm. Um, but yeah, so here's here was the lineup. He had knockback gnats. For the first time. That's good. Some smoked wings. Mm-hmm. Then we had Taglio. I don't think I've had Taglio. It's so fucking good. Dude. Yeah. It's Detroit style pizza. Oh, uh, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah. So then Taglio, and then Skyline, and now White Castle. The man is a, is a twig, but it's just, I, I feel bad for my toilets. He's punishing them. <laughs> Great, man. You got to live it up. Yeah. He's, welcome to Cincinnati, where we try to slowly poison you. That is one like fun thing. Like when you're traveling, especially like with friends and family, you get to unapologetically just throw yourself into all the food that you can. Yeah. Because if you don't, you disappoint people. Exactly, man. Like I'm going to take you to some, all my favorite spots. Like that's just inevitable. Yeah. If you aren't on like the borderline of throwing up when you're leaving here, I've done a disservice to you. <laughs> Yeah, if you aren't thinking you might have gout, did you even come visit? Yeah. Dude, that's such an upsetting thing. Like, when you give somebody a recommendation, it doesn't go their way. Mm-mm. Do I remember when I told you about Naughty Pine? I'm so sorry. And I, f- I still feel bad. About it. I, uh, most of you probably know about Naughty Pine. It's this uh, Cajun restaurant 
in uh, Wilder, Kentucky. It's one of my favorite places to eat. I told Billy about it, and the first time uh, him and Alicia went there, I don't, it did not. It went south. Let's say a lot yeah. farther south than what you'd want from uh, Cajun food. Yeah, south and north. If you know, mm-hmm. what I'm catching my drift. <laughs> you're going. You're going down a little back. Yeah, yeah. But those were uh, fresh oysters. They were fresh. <laughs> Here's the thing. Look, I told I told you that, and then Alicia yeah. was just like, "Why did you tell him? You know, it's his favorite." I was like, <laughs> "I had to let him know." I would appreciate that because you guys just always kept that from me, and I found out years later. Yeah, it'd probably be more hilarious, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you guys were upfront and awesome because that does mean a lot when you tell something about like one of your favorite spots, and if it doesn't go right, yeah, oh, it's it's a, such a bummer. What if, but what if I was just lying this whole time and it was amazing, and we just made it up to piss you off? You're <laughs> <laughs> trying to get me to not go there all the time. <laughs> yeah, like that's why all the fucking crawfish are out. He goes constantly, <laughs> constantly. Yeah, Lauren actually paid us to say that. Oh yeah, whore. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> I just realized, I think I got a fuzzy on my hat here. I do. I have a down comforter. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the hat. So that's something. Um, but yeah, man, like, yeah, she's just like, I'm so sick and tired of getting this, getting the sampler. Here's <laughs> no, 20 bucks. Not. She wouldn't say that. No, she never. She wouldn't say that. <laughs> she, she loves the sample. She loves, she loves the etouffee. We love all the stuff on there. They give you gumbo and etouffee. <laughs> My stomach actually has a knot in it from going to the naughty pine. Mm, yeah, it is. But I, uh, we did. I think we did go again, and it was really, really good. So good, good, good. I like. I, it's very good. But no, I'm with you. So like, I'm sitting there at Skyline while he's putting on the bib, getting all into right. it, and I'm just mortified. I'm like, is he gonna hate this? Because mm. if he doesn't like it, then he's not allowed. Well, he's not. He's no longer welcome in my house. True. So he eats, and he's like. Dude, this is delicious. Oh, that's so good to hear because it is a very distinct taste. Yeah. Uh, so I can understand when people are at least, you know, they, they give you like a look like they just saw a magic trick when they first taste. Like Skyler's like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? Why is what it? was in there? Yeah, there's, it's not, this is all running and all the. He <laughs> yeah. just, we were just drug and he kept going. He's like, I want the hot dog. <laughs> I want the hot dog thing. So it was, it was, he loved it. He got, uh, he oh, got the good. dog, he got the five way, and then I gave him a bite of my Cholito. Yeah. You know, add the noodles, all that good mm. stuff. So I call that order the triple crown. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty nice. I don't mm. think I've had, I maybe had a bite of the Cholito. Oh. I think so. Dude, still Dixie. Like, that's my favorite place. Yeah. You like the, uh, what is it, the alligator that they have? They have an alligator there. They also have some really awesome uh, waffle fries, chili cheese waffle fries. Uh, we used to get a slice of pecan pie Ooh. with it. It was so good. We would just try to get a bunch of stuff, even a salad sometimes. It just, they, they do such a great job of catering to the crowd that that food attracts you know yeah. it's, it's it's a late night bar food it's also like a germantic heritage uh, greek dish yeah. but uh still it, it's drunk food it's uh, the best drunk food and dixie chili really does a great job of catering to that atmosphere and yeah. I, I love them for it i do too i'm a big fan you know the place the lucky dog otr the chili mm-hmm. dog place on maine yeah across from the hub uh they use dixie Chili. Really? So there you go. Oh, I love it. So there you go. So if you're like, man, I'm at the hub or I'm on Main and I want cheese dogs, chili cheese, chip, you want cheese conies. Yeah. Go to Lucky Dog. You can get your fix. Fuck yeah, dude. They had a spicy met there one time. Oh, I love it. With the chili. Oh, my God. My tongue was like, we can do this now? Dude, that's outrageous. I've never done that before. I don't think I've ever had like anything besides like the standard hot dog. No shit. For the chili. No shit. Ooh, we got to mix it up, baby. Yeah, dude, I've done, uh, like, I've <laughs> had Italian on there. Oh, dude. Oh. Uh, during Mardi Gras, <laughs> Skyline does Andouille sausage. Yeah? 
It's so good. Oh my goodness. Oh, this do it all just the time. open stuff up for me. Dude, I'm opening up <laughs> holes for you, dude. <laughs> open up holes and closing arteries. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's I think that's my lot in life, and it's very short. But yeah, yeah. It's so short. <laughs> I have this weird arm pain. You know exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to bypass around it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just trying to push through the concrete goddamn barrier. <laughs> it's cracking. Um, but yeah, man, so yeah. Saw Wheeler Walker Jr. Saturday. It was great. Oh damn. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. He, uh, fuck you, bitch. Uh, what else? He flop played the bangers. We'll flop up, drop him out. He played that. <laughs> he, you know, he did, uh, fuck this job. Mm-hmm. You know, just, he's the songbird of a generation. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I was talking to you about it. I don't know enough about him, but like every time I've heard him, it's been enjoyable. It's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it was sold out. We didn't, they didn't expect it to sell out. Then it did last minute and was just asses to elbows. Mm-hmm. Just uh, 1,300 people just going, fuck. You bitch. 1,300? You broke oh my, my heart. Yeah. Oh, man. They packed it in. I think that's how many it holds. I think it's either thirteen or 1,700. Still, I mean, uh, if that was Bogart's, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. It was freaking 1,500. Nice. Yeah. Last time I was there, I think it was for Heartless Bastards, maybe. Oh, what a great show. It was awesome. Guar is there on Wednesday. What? <laughs> yeah. Heartless Bastards is going to be at uh, the Woodward. Saw that. Oh, yeah. In December. Love the Woodward. Just plugging up big bands. Guar, you're going to be out there. Heartless Bastards. I'm seeing Men I Trust on Wednesday. Yeah? I'm not sure if I've heard of that. You always just like introduce me to new bands. I do. I pretty, really appreciate that. We're pretty, yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty decent at it. They, uh, they're they produced by Kevin Parker, the Tame Impala guy. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like so that guy. Right, right in the wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Speaking of wheelhouse, uh, the snakes are on fire. Right now, we are recording. It is the, what, top of, bottom of the third of the Phillies and Snakes game. And we've already got three home runs. Schwarber first pitch, dang. Yeah, by the time you text me saying that you were leaving and arrived here, there was already two home runs. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, him, Harper, and Cassidy. <laughs> it was like two home runs and six pitches. It was wild. It was awesome. And when Hart, when, when, when Schwarber hit that one, he just seemed not pleased that he hit a homer. No, he just, he just seems like he's in such a different world. I mean, he's just a, a baseball hillbilly, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, I gave him that title, you know, mm-hmm. when I yelled it at him and he, we made mm-hmm. eye contact. So the pride of Middletown already making the, making the, uh, the Phillies fans real proud because mm-hmm. he was so bad up until this game. I think he was batting like 138 this postseason. Dude, it's crazy because he's had like those big moments like in the postgame. Like what was it? Uh, what year was it that he came back and hardly played a single game and came back for like postseason? But like he's just had like such these epic at-bats and uh, a career so far. Was that 16 for the Cubbies? It was something like that. I'm pretty sure because I think 15 was that his rookie year. Yeah, and then 16 he like tore his ACL. Something like that. But, yeah, he's just had, like, such big moments so many times. He's just one of those players, like a lot of the players you see in the Phillies, that just seem to, like, when the lights are the brightest, they seem to, like, rise up to it. And uh, as much as, you know, I think he might be uh, dumb as rocks, dude can play ball. (laughs) Dude, hey, man, we all are good at one thing, and he's good at hitting the long ball. Yeah. I mean, this Phillies team is just all stars, man. And that's, like, what you get when you get guys who are – Superstars like Trey Turner, Grace mm-hmm. Harper, Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber, JT Realmuto, like 
all of those guys are monsters. Yeah, not just like the athletes, but like the stars. Yeah. Like you're saying, like they love, I mean, listen to Castellanos, uh, like his interview after he had the, those two home runs. He's like, where was the question in that? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of, what dude's saying that? Like, I mean, come on, any other guys just be like, oh yeah, thank you. I mean, I was really, we're doing good. The team's blah, blah, blah. Like, Cast, like dude, he's so in the moment. That's yeah. awesome. He's just so locked in. He's like, so where's the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I love the, he, he's not missing. He's not missing at all, dude. Yeah. He's locked in. He's like, I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll let it, I'll let it rip. Did, Trey lose his bat and almost hit a homer? It sure looked like it. There's a bat flying. Uh, my favorite was Castellanos, the MLB uh, network interview. And uh, Greg said, he was like, yeah, so it seems like you and Philadelphia are a perfect <laughs> yeah. fit. And he just looked at the camera. He's like, yeah, I fuck with Philly. <laughs> This, this doesn't care. You no, know, no fucks. Yeah, given. W- what's going to happen to him? Will you find me? No, yeah. no one's going to do that. No. Oh, sorry. I'm also f- having the most fun promoting your sport. Yeah, this is this is great for the sport. Yeah, and with just the most Philly response. It's like, yeah, I fuck with Philly, I yo. I fuck with Philly. Who, who wants to know? Who wants to know, yo? Mm-hmm. I'm from Delco. <laughs> Fucking love. I just love how fun this team is. Yeah, and dude, even uh, Liam uh, Castellanos, mm-hmm. his kid. That dude, I mean, what a life he's living right now. Big yeah. on him. That's great. And yeah. his dad, what a... I mean, the, oh, that dude's going to have a great time once he starts uh, yeah. hanging out with ladies when did he gets you, older. Did you see? Yeah, oh, dude. His dad's going to show him what's up. Yeah. Uh, you saw that ESPN reposted the drawing of the like the shirt. That's awesome. They reposted from yeah. that. So I'm only going to tease Check Out in the Clutch this week. Okay. So, so that's just a tease. Mm-hmm. You'll see something. Mm-hmm. Just be ready for it. Okay. It's going to be really cool. <laughs> and that's all I'm legally allowed to say before I lose my job. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But no, they're just... And they, okay. okay. I, will, I will reserve my gushing for a little bit. Okay. Or we're going to just jump... To, let's just, we'll just start there. Dive on we'll in? just start right there, man. And then we'll go... We'll work back from wherever. It does not really matter. But like... And then you look at their bullpen, and they just have, they just had dudes, you know, Sir Anthony Dominguez, mm-hmm. uh, Alvarado, Craig Kimbrell, Giovanni Soto, and Strom, which was so, and, and especially in that last game, mm-hmm. they worked kind of backwards with the pen. You threw out your two setup guys, and then you threw in Kimbrell, your closer. Yeah. And then you went to another setup guy, and then your middle with Strom. What did you, I mean, it, wor- it, it worked, but wasn't that just so surprising? Yeah, it seems surprising, but then when you like, think about like playoff baseball, I mean, everything that you do in like, uh, the regular season kind of seems to go out the door. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it is surprising, but like it's at a time when surprising things are almost common. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it, it's great. And you see like how uh, you know coaches respond to things, uh, how they start like stacking their lineups, especially when we got like uh, some pitchers been thrown a lot. People are, have some injuries. Who are you going to throw where and when? It's it's pretty exciting. Yep. And Ranger Suarez went in there and did his job and, and, and exceeded their expectations. He, they only thought he was going to go through the lineup one time. He throws five, five innings, three hits, one and run, two Ks, and gave up one ding-dong. Like... <laughs> That's, I mean, that's the kind of performance you need to, to step up in the postseason, and that's the kind of thing you need to move on to win the NL pennant and to win a World Series, which is what I think this team is going to do. Yeah, I mean, out of all the teams right now, them and uh, the They're Rangers, yeah, I mean, Philly is just crushing this the competition only, right now. This might only be four games. 
Yeah, I can see that. You just can't, uh, man. They're just doing so. Everyone's locked in. Everyone, offensively, defensively, the pitching, back end, whatever you're, you're putting these guys. This is uh, a team that is just absolutely on yep. fire right now, and this is the last team you want to be facing. Oh, exactly. They peaked at just the right time, just like the Rangers. Mm-hmm. And you also have, you know, one A and one B with Wheeler and Nola. How awesome would be to manage this club right now? There's no no wrong you can do. <laughs> no, because they're all just so locked in. You're just there to keep egos in check. And then it's like, all right, this is this is easy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna be there to like put plastic around everyone's uh, <laughs> locker before uh, we start throwing champagne. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm the tape guy. <laughs> yeah. I also help hand out the goggles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hand out the goggles. I'm the mask and tape dude. Yeah, I'm the mask and tape guy. Mm-hmm. I make sure everybody gets the right size shirt. I hand out the Budweisers with the caps. <laughs> They're sealable, so if you want to do that, no, you're just going to pour it? Okay. You're just going to pour it? All right, great. Oh, you're going to put it in your overalls. (laughs) Neat. Yeah. Uh, I love that. It was so great. But when we recorded last week, that was, you know, there was the incident with with Harper out running second, coming back, doubling Mm. up, ending the game. That was such a bummer. And then Arcia goes back into the clubhouse and says, attaboy, Harper, attaboy. Mm. You know, just taunting. Just being, just being a, a bro. Yeah, I mean, it's in the, in the clubhouse. It's it's not like he was doing that like on the field at Harper. It was in the clubhouse. It was it wasn't a thing. No, it was nothing. Yeah, that's base. That's very normal stuff. Yeah. And then a reporter picked it up and wrote it. I think uh, Trent tweeted it was like in the twenty seventh <laughs> line of of the of the article, and then people yeah. just snapped. They were like, "Oh, you you can't just you can't just write about anything that happens in the clubhouse." It's like, no, I didn't. I wrote about a ton of stuff that was going on. That was a thing you guys exerted out or, or took out of it. Yeah, you guys took it not out of context, but you you highlighted a very important thing and then blew it up. Yeah, and uh, all of that aside, just add a boy. Could it be any less trivial? Yeah, and I mean, like, they, they might as well have just said, "Hey, all right, thumbs up, yeah. good job, team." But, <laughs> just, but whatever. I mean, the Phillies are yeah. looking for like any sort of like uh, billboard or you know uh, push pin. Uh, what is it called? Bulletin board. Bulletin board material. Uh, material. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. It was a nothing thing. It was just uh, something that uh, I think just some people wanted to blow up out of proportion. Yeah. I just think it's also so foolish, you know, like even Kevin Gosman was saying, like, he was like, well, not everything in the clubhouse can be reported. It's like, bro, your work, if you say something at work and someone else picks it up, shit happens. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, like, he he probably saw, like, there's probably a lot of reporters that were around. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he saw some like faces there that he didn't recognize. So, like, if you want something to be like really, you know, clubhouse confidential, don't shout it when you have cameras and people with their phones out recording shit. So it was yeah. just like such a like it, it was such a stupid thing, and then it got even dumber. Uh, but the Phillies just profited it off it. They used that mm-hmm. as just more you know fuel to ignite them to just completely just put on a clinic. Yep, what we saw. Yeah, and that's what they did, man. And 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 when it comes down to it. The Braves ran out of pitching. That's just what happened. You know, Max Fried wasn't himself. He had that blister. Mm. Charlie Morton was out. And then you're just left with Spencer Strider, who has two excellent pitches. Mm. But when you're facing a lineup that's as deep as the Phillies, you can't survive or have any length no, with you, just two pitches. And you got guys hunting pitches, too. So you're eventually going to run into an issue. Right, exactly. And it's not like they didn't see him all year and hit him well all year. Yeah. So it wasn't a surprise that this happened. 
And it was it, it just the Phillies feel so large. Yeah. And they felt bigger than them in every moment in this series. Yeah, I mean it's I really wanted to see the Braves put on like uh you know, a nice show. I I wanted it to be a little bit better. One over hundred games. Uh but like we were saying, regular season and postseason. Two different things. Yep. Whole other animals. And you gotta hit. Matt Olson. Uh, 250. He was in his 16 ABs. He had four hits. Okay. Ronald Cooney Jr., Big Ron, your MVP. 143. Mm-hmm. Ozzie Albies, 267. Between Olsen, Acuna, Albies, and Sean Murphy, who was tailing off at the end of the season, you have zero home runs right there. Yeah, and for a team that really relied heavily on like on those big hits, uh, that's just you, you can't be productive in the postseason if uh, you're not following that formula. No, and the only person who was hitting for them in that core was Austin Riley, 353 with six hits, two runs, two home runs, three ribs. I mean, he was the only guy that he was the, 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 the offense was carried by. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, I'm curious to see how they're going to uh, respond next year for when they. I mean, because they're going to be a perennial, you know, uh, playoff team here. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see how this year in particular is going to affect how teams approach uh, the playoff season next year. Yeah, I think they'll go out and then they realize they got to sign. They have to sign a starting pitch, uh, an ace. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, Strider has the ability to, to be that guy. Max Freed, we know, has been that guy, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Soroka is coming off of, you know, he had his second Achilles surgery and didn't look like the same dude before then. So, and it was hurt again. I forget exactly what he has. I think, and he was out. So it's like, you know, you know what your problem is. You hone in, you go fix it. Mm. Because their bullpen was good. Their bullpen was set up. It was just you couldn't get any length out of your starters. Yeah, you need a plethora of arms uh, to get to. I mean, one, to get through the regular season to be uh, in contention for the playoffs. But two, at this point, you're seeing the teams that just uh, don't have the starting pitching are just falling off. Yeah, every single one of them. And that leads right into what happened with the Dodgers. I I didn't think the Dodgers were good. Like, Look, they won 100 games, but I didn't think they were good, if that makes any sense. Yeah, they did a good job of putting in the work with their, you know, really big bona fide players, uh, but they didn't do anything like outside the realm of astounding for their capabilities. No. So, I mean, it seemed like they could have been poised for like, hey, maybe they're going to have like a big surge come playoff, but that did not happen. Well, you lost Urias because he decided to play Rock'em Sock'em Robots with his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You lost Gonsolin for the rest of the year. They didn't have Walker Bueller the whole year. Mm -hmm. So there's three three starting pitchers that are good that they didn't have available. And then you have Kershaw, who (laughs) just is an entirely different pitcher, uh, playoff to regular season stats. I mean, yep. point one. That was rough. That was to hilarious. Watch. That was so rough. I mean, yeah, funny, but at the same time, like, man, this is brutal. Yeah, it was like a snuff film. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah dude, the snakes bit you. Yeah, that was so bad. And then uh, the pitcher after that went not uh, an inning longer. Yeah, Bobby Miller wanted two thirds innings, uh, and then Lance Lynn went two. Two and two-thirds innings, giving up four home runs in one inning, which had never happened in the postseason. Yeah, what did that equate to with those three uh, pitchers there? Combine that, uh, what? It was a 46.25 ERA. (sighs) 
That's uh, not good. <laughs> You're not winning too many games. Yeah. What if you are? Oh my god! Could you imagine baseball at that point? Oh, if a 46.25 ERA gets you a win in the postseason, dude, we're looking at baseball in like 1911. Dude, that'd be like they start uh, having aluminum bats. <laughs> Dude, that'd be so crazy. Dude, they just go out and put steroids in them in between <laughs> at bats. <laughs> yeah. In between at bats, you're getting shot steroids. You're getting aluminum baseball bats. Everyone can beat anybody. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, the ball's the ball is just sticky. It's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I would love that. That'd be like the XFL of the MLB. Just like juice some. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. we even have that? Like Kind of like to have like uh, NFL Blitz, like that arcade game. Something similar to that for like baseball. MLB Slugfest 2003. There Remember we that go. Game? Tiny heads, big biceps. You could punch the first baseman out. It was so fun. That's what we need. We need that game back. A lot of people have been saying like, man, we need a game like MLB Slugfest back. People have been saying it on the streets. They've been saying it, and I've been saying it for a long time. We need an alternative to MLB The Show, and we need a fun, quirky, steroid-fueled baseball game. (laughs) Yeah, a steroid-ridden baseball slugfest. That's what we need. That's, ah, Mm. ah, sign me up. Put, give me that. Give me that. Well, it also didn't help that between Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts in that series, they went one for 21. Yeah, that's another big bummer there. Uh, yeah, that sucked. They did not. Everyone that they needed to perform well didn't. That was It was pretty basic. You can look uh, at the numbers. You can watch. It was very obvious what was not going on, and it was everything for uh, the Dodgers. It was such a shame. The yeah. regular season champs just falling apart again in the postseason. Oh, man. It's crazy, man. I I I, uh, I want to feel bad. I want to feel bad, but I don't. <laughs> I do a little bit. I do a little. It was hard to watch. No, fuck the Dodgers. <laughs> going out, you're like, look at the, the. And this is a year where they're like, we're gonna spend less, so we can go out and sign Shohei Otani. Yeah. And this is this is what happens to him. Yeah, I think I've. For the organization, I could give less than a fuck. Uh, but seeing like some of the play, like Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, you're like, God oh, damn, yeah, dude, that, that was a bummer. Because they're such good dudes. Yeah, they do seem like good dudes. They're such good dudes, and like you want them to succeed, but at the same time, fuck the Dodgers. Yeah, sit and spin. <laughs> sit and spin. You got plenty of time now. Oh man. Right. Um, and then we also had uh, the Rangers just cruise against the O's. And then again, there's a theme here. Nathan Avaldi and Jordan Montgomery were excellent. Mm. They gave you a lot of innings. They gave you um, a lot of innings, quality pitching. You know, I think Jordan mm-hmm. Montgomery didn't give up a run, and then Avaldi gave up one. The offense was on fire, and they gave enough length to where the bullpen didn't have too much of an opportunity to melt down. Yeah. Do you think uh, with the way the Rangers are playing right now, do you think them and Bruce Bochy can really like be the team that could you know beat the Phils? Man, I okay. It seems like if you, I'm just thinking in terms of like a counterbalance between like the very heavy electric stuff and the Rangers, which are very consistent and good mm-hmm. as well, but they seem to have like the opposite sort of like calm nature with them as opposed to the Phillies, it seemed just radical. They're just like bros being bros who are all locked in at the same time. Yeah, man, that if that's how it works out. If mm-hmm. man, you're you're it's gonna be a series, and I, I, I they're so evenly matched. The only the the team I give the upper hand to is to the Phillies with their bullpen, yeah. and when it comes down to that, 
that's who I would take in seven games. Is I'm I would take if it's Rangers, Phillies. Give me the Phillies in seven. If it's Phillies, Astros. Give me the Phillies in six. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm not even including this. I like the Snakes. This has been a fun story. They're this is just a juggernaut. This is a chainsaw. That is fully gassed up. Yeah, dude. They're running to a brick wall with them. And it seems like every game has been played at home for the Phils. Yeah. It just seems like every time you you look up and see it, like a highlight with them, it's at their home uh, home court. Yeah. Their home field. And, the, and that, dude, it's nuts there. Dude, it's loud. Yeah, that is, actually does have an effect on players. I mean, fucking, I mean, uh, it broke Arcia. Right? Yeah. He snapped. He looked. Excuse me. He turned and was like snapping at fans. Yeah, I mean, I've seen like players before, like they'll engage and like tell them to f off or something like that. Yeah. But like just seeing them like trying to engage in a comedic way, it was just like, you, dude, you're lost. You're yeah. right now. They they got you, dude. They covered you in cheese whiz and ate you up, dude. Yeah, that was uh, that's rough. So that seriously has an effect. Agreed. I mean, it, it's it's just insane, and that that other the the home field advantage rolling into the World Series too. I mean, that's going to be huge. Yeah, and they actually that they're practicing that way. Like now, teams like when they have like their off days or whatever, when they're doing like their inner squad stuff, they'll yeah. like pipe in uh, crowd noise to actually prepare and simulate an actual real game playoff scenario. Yeah. So I mean, it's definitely if it's affecting the way they're practicing. Oh man, Wheeler's cruising. Yeah, dude. Also, uh, the Rangers ballpark, I've been there. It was like half full, and it was loud. I can't even imagine that thing sold out to capacity mm. with that tin roof and people screaming. Oh, man. It'll be bouncing around. It'll be nuts. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, and then uh, we didn't cover Twins, Astros. They, no. Again, the Astros still continually have just felt inevitable. Mm. And when I watch them, dude... They're they're pitching. They only have one weakness. It's the sixth inning. Really? Yeah, it's just that guy. If you have your starter going five and a third, mm-hmm. or gets to six, okay, he doesn't finish the doesn't finish the sixth. They just haul out whoever is available. Hunter Brown. Uh, I forget who else they had go out. But the back end of that bullpen, they've got it locked in with with <laughs> um, Naris, Abreu, and. Um, Oh boy, who, oh, Ryan Presley, who has like not given up a run in like seventeen innings in the fucking yeah. postseason. Dude, the Astros are just like such a disciplined team. It seems like they just continually like just roll out dudes that just already have like they're just already in a winning mindset. Yeah, and they do such a good job at producing that sort of talent. It's it's incredible. They've been doing it for years. I mean, what's their seventh consecutive ALCS? Yeah. Um, and I, I, it happened today. And I watched that series with the Twins and the Astros. I think it's time you just put up the four fingers and give your Dan first. Yeah. Dude, dude, dude. (laughs) Excluding today, from October 7th to October 11th, four home runs. He hit two more today. Yeah, and they were not like uh, easy, like all oh, they missed this. But maybe the first one was like caught way too much of the plate. But the one that, that Chapman threw against him, he pulled that. That was on the outer third of the plate. And yeah. it was like a line drive. Yeah. If you could see the way his body was maneuvered when he hit that, you're thinking, oh, he just probably popped that. Like, no, he jacked it out to right field. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely pummeled. Yeah. The guy is beyond locked in. Yeah, I mean, why would you throw at these people? Like, 
uh, during these times because it's like when people do get locked in, those are the game changers. You just got to throw around them. Like, don't. He is. He's similar to Barry Bonds, man. You just broke the four. Say you can have you can have first. We'll let the traffic happen and make everybody else beat you. Yeah. Make everybody else. Because he's he's carrying the offense for sure, and just put him on first. He's not you know a yeah. base running threat. So yeah, yeah. I just can't. I am just in shock that Texas is seven zero in this playoff stretch. They've won. They and they just took two at the champs at at the champs house. They're doing great, man. They're just playing solid baseball. They're they're when I'm watching them, it's like between them and the Phillies. I'm like, it's like watching. The Astros of last year, complete good teams that are mm. on a roll, that can beat you in a slugfest. They can beat you one zero. They can. There's so many. They're so versatile <clears throat> with how they're built. And not to take anything away from any of the other teams uh, right now, but it does seem like the Rangers and the Phillies. Uh, their players each just kind of have that. Uh, I, I don't know. It seems like they have the persona of like we are going to the World Series and we're yep. going to win. Yep. It just seems like you just said they said that look in their eye like oh no this is our year. Yep. It's the Bochi factor for the Rangers <clears throat> for sure. Just a, a vet who's been there and done that combined with all of those guys that they've signed over the past couple years. Yeah, and that's got to be a further incentive for like uh you know like the players knowing like okay, the tenure of this coach, we got to you got to do it for Bochi. We got to do it for this guy, you know. Yeah. That that's I'm sure that's got to be like common uh, conversation goes around clubhouses for yeah. like certain managers that you do have respect for. Yeah, it's like he's probably just looking at him like, "Look, I didn't come off the I didn't come off the lake to stop fishing to be mediocre. Mm-hmm. I came to win." And that mentality has to be awesome to be yeah. right now. I mean, dude, it's just these this postseason's been so good. Yeah, it's been really cool. Uh, there's been a lot of exciting things uh, happening here, and you know, as a Reds fan, I, I just can't wait to get like in it next year. Yeah. So here, okay. Here's the big one then. So you've got, we got all these hundred lost teams, mm-hmm. hundred hundred lost teams yeah. in the postseason, mm-hmm. hundred win teams in the postseason, get knocked out early. Mm-hmm. I, do you think that we probably need to change this format so then you can um, you can give some give a little bit of a fighting chance to what it seems like these hundred win teams need? I or do. What do you think? I do think um, if it isn't changed within like if the MLB doesn't do something to kind of reorchestrate things, I do think clubhouses will do something then to make sure the level of play stays at a similar rate throughout regular season and playoff. Because I mean, there's no denying it here. Just watching it, it just seems that there is a very evident thing of a, a drop off for teams that aren't playing competitive baseball. Sure, I, I agree. But then also, because I was, I've been talking about this all week, and with friends and stuff, and really thinking about it, the teams that lost, okay, the Braves and the Dodgers and the Orioles, which mm-hmm. we barely even touched on the Orioles, yeah, because they're going to be around, they're going to be fine, they're kids, yeah. Here's the thing, man. They didn't have the starting pitching of the of the, all the teams that they lost to. They didn't. They weren't built for it, or they had injuries. So, I don't think we change it yet. I think, and, and I was talking with Jake about it. Like, I don't think we have enough of a sample size. We've only done this for two years. True. I do think it is like maybe uh, jumping the gun a little bit, but just like taking just the data that we have so far with just this playoffs right now. Yeah. It does seem that there is 
an advantage given to teams that have been continually at a similar pace, you know, sure. from the end of the season going through the playoffs. If it's something that MLB will need to do, I'm not really sure, but it will be something that you know, coaches they'll try to do something to you sure. know recalibrate what they're doing. Sure. Yeah, I mean it's tough. I mean, it simulated. Holy shit! He just stole home. No. Did he? Did he get called out, or is he safe? I think he got called out. No way! I thought his hand got in there. Hold on. You here. got a better angle than I. Buddy. I thought it got in there. If you made me guess, but that was a good heads up play. Is that a double steal there? Uh, I think Schwarber I no walked. Here we go. Here it is. There's the gun in, and oh yeah, he's out. Oh, he's definitely out. Yeah, he got his chest when he's he was trying to do the classic swim move. Oh, then he just thudded there. Yeah, he's <laughs> out. Dude, man, yeah, you've seen that swim move done so sweetly by so many players, but when it does not go well, it looks like that. <laughs> he looks like me trying to do it. Yeah, it looks like some like doing a belly flop in a pool. Oh, because the way his stomach hit down and his head was like thud. Oh, dude, man, you ever had like a bad slide like that before, and like oh, you God. hit your head and like you, you feel the ringing in the back? Oh yeah, mm. dude. I one time I tried to slide in head first. I think it was to third. Yeah. And when I did it, uh, I did not get enough. Mm hmm. Momentum going when I went down. I was about two feet short. <laughs> I've, I've done that where they like uh, you're you're on the field, but they like they just sprayed it down, so it's not nearly as slick and dry. Yeah, they can slide across, and you pretty much slide in the mud, and you're just like you're like, well, I I'm really short of this base here. <laughs> <laughs> and then you move, you're like ah, and then you look up, you're like ah. Yeah, mom's got to do laundry. <laughs> Get out the bleach. <laughs> See, so, yeah, I don't think we have to change it yet. I want to see what happens next year. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like we, like I mentioned with all those teams, their issue was a big part of their issue was starting pitching. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. Um, uh, and look, it's already – I know that Texas is up 2-0, and they took two at Houston's house. It's still too early to call that series. Yeah, and Houston does a pretty good job playing uh – you know, out of their home ballpark. So it's not, it's in, like we we're saying, Houston's a very good, solid uh, club. So I don't think it's going to be that yeah. easy of a series. Houston played better on the road yeah. this season. So I, I don't think they're going to take both of them in Texas. I, or, two, or take three of them in Texas, but there is a chance that Texas could shut it down at their house. Mm -hmm. I, and that would be incredible. Um, you, you already know what I'm going to say about this one. I mean, the it's Phillies done. are so good. Yeah. They're just a boulder, dude. And it seems like... Uh, do you remember the game Katamari Damashi? No. So it's like this game where you start in like a, a room on a desk and you roll the ball around. And as you roll the ball around, it collects items and you basically are building this giant ball. Mm -hmm. And by the time that you beat the game, you are collecting just the earth. That's how nice. big you've gotten. That's what the Phillies feel like. Okay. They're just gathering these wins. They're grabbing these moments that's gravitating towards the ball. And as it rolls around and picking up what starts to be just like a pencil or a thumbtack, it's then just a house, a goddamn office building, a semi-truck, just sticking to the side of this ball. Mm -hmm. That is what the Phillies are. And a World Series trophy, maybe, at oh. the end of that. But yeah, yeah, dude, it's definitely like a snowball effect here, just rolling down. The momentum is, I mean, clearly, it's, Phillies' yeah. direction. It's for sure right there. Um... Let's get into it. The Reds off-season wish number two. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Do it. The Reds off-season wish number two. 
Sign high leverage relievers. I like it. Sign guys who are designed to pitch in the seventh and eighth inning. True setup guys that can get you to DS. Yeah, this is something we talked about numerous times on the podcast. We love what we see uh, potentially with the starting pitching. Uh, it seems like you got a lot of those guys locked in. Diaz, as you know, going to be the closer for here into the foreseeable future. Now we need to take care of the setup men. Yeah. And look, I love what the bullpen did last year, but that's not that is not a championship caliber or even a playoff series winning caliber bullpen. They did a great job, but we do need to have more reliable pieces that we can count on and for high leverage situations. You need vets, baby. Mm-hmm. Not working on cats, but veterans of the bullpen. Dudes who True. have been there. So I've targeted three free agents this year that I would like for the Reds to sign. One, (laughs) David Robertson. (laughs) Number two, someone we have mentioned on this podcast before Mm -hmm. and around the trade deadline, Araldis Chapman. And number three, Matt Moore. Yeah. Um, Why do you think those guys might work well? David Robertson has been a closer. He's a vet. He's, He's 38 years old. He'll be 39 next season. He pitched really well. For the Mets, and then pitched really well for the Fish. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, you know, one more year, come back out, bud, and he'll be 39. It's a guy with veteran experience who can pass that along to all the, oh, to all the kids in the pen. Oh, that was a White Castle burp that burned. Oh, yeah, it was. Oh, it hurt. Mm, he'd probably be like a decent uh, price, too. I mean, like, it wouldn't be at 39. He's probably not going to be No, it's a, a one year, yeah. yeah it's yeah. a one year, 10, 10 to $12 million deal. Um, he's pitched 47 and a third innings in the postseason. Yeah. That's valuable experience. Absolutely. Uh, definitely need some veteran presence there that can show these guys how to go and do it. How to do it, baby. How to stay calm, how to be collected, and how to win. Um, mm-hmm. a Chapman. We all know him. We all love him. We all love him. We love him so much. He's the greatest guy. <laughs> He's incredible. never done a thing wrong in his life. No, look, he just was shooting a gun in his garage. Pew, pew, pew. He's a Ro- Yosemite Sam fan. Pew, pew, pew. God damn it. <laughs> uh, that's him. Uh, Aroldis Yosemite Chapman. <laughs> I want him back. He's a lefty that checks a box. He still throws gas. He's looked great for Texas this year. Um, and again... 45 innings pitched in the postseason with a 2.2 ERA. Not too shabby. Yeah, he would be an improvement uh, for the team. Uh, and, you know, he's, he definitely has some baggage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as far as if we're just talking like numbers and stuff here, he's definitely an improvement for, for where the Reds are at right now. And he would be somebody that could uh, take care of checking that box yeah. of a setup personnel he might be carrying some baggage but i just want to win baby i'm not worried about that (laughs) yeah i'll i'll pay the extra buck or two to have you bring that that luggage with you man yeah check multiple bags i don't give a shit (laughs) just pitch here please (laughs) it'd be great man um and just can you imagine just walking in and seeing all the throwback chapman shirts and like that would be pretty cool it'd be fun it's another exciting this is an entertainment league Having somebody that uh, comes back like a Chapman would be kind of fun, you know, like almost like a heel that came back. Yeah, <laughs> the Undertaker, baby. Yeah, <laughs> and then you finish it up with Matt Moore. I like Matt Moore a lot. Uh, he pitched really well this season um, and bounced around from the Angels to the Guards to the Fish. 
21 in the third innings pitch in the postseason. Not as much as the other two, but still excellent. Uh, this At one point this year, he had a 13-game no-run streak. Wow. Yeah. He was great this year. And, and to think that they just... Uh, just DF, they just cut him. Just DFA'd him because they didn't want to pay him. Dude, we'll take him. This is wild. Yeah, but no, he'll be a free agent. So um, I think you sign one, two, if, if you can, all three, because this is this is what you got to do. It's what you have. Look at look at the Phillies. Yeah. Look at that bullpen that we talked about earlier. You need to have a, a lot more people than what you're thinking because, I mean, how many times have you seen it where you, you get somebody and all of a sudden it's a long uh, season, sure. so you're going to have some injuries, you're going to have some you know stuff happen. Yeah, we need to really uh, pad, I think, the lineup here. Yeah, you got it because you never know what you're going to get when those, when those gates swing open in center field, and this gives you some sense of uh, relief. <laughs> See yeah, what I did? There you go. Come on. Pretty fun, but yeah, dude, that's what you got to do with do here. Um, and imagine we've you know we won two more games because we had these guys in the pen. Yeah, I mean that's what it came down to: two games, literally two two fucking games. Yeah, and you need and look, this is the riskiest thing about building a ball club is getting vets to put in the pen because they could just lose it. You know, mm-hmm. well, say. You know, it doesn't work out, but at least you tried. Yeah, and with uh, how many we're just talking about, it was two games. I mean, how many one-run games of the Red Sea uh, over the course of uh, last season? So, yeah, having a veteran presence that can hold down some innings and get you to the uh, lockdown uh, closer. Yep. Wow. And Wheeler just finished the fifth. He's given up one hit, dude. Dude, it's crazy. Starting pitching. They're so good. Starting pitching, hmm, maybe that's what we talk about next week. <laughs> maybe, maybe, who knows? I sh- I sure don't. I don't know either. I for sure don't. No, you, d- yeah, you definitely do don't. I've been keeping this all a secret from you. I know what's <laughs> happening. I what don't is- know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I find out forty five minutes before we do this, and I have to make adjustments. This is just pictures of uh, butts and asses on here. <laughs> oh wow, that's a person's entire hole. Look at that there. Oh, this they, is crazy. He's break- looking at stats and numbers. I'm just scrolling the dirtiest <laughs> parts of the internet. Oh my god, how do they braid those hairs? Yeah, yeah well, it takes like tiny hands. I'll tell you that later i got a really i had to do an incognito window on that one. Oh, got you get an incognito your window to go to wayfair yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well hell yeah dude let's uh let's round third and head for home cool 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 uh what do you got uh same stuff i think i promoted last time uh go bananas i will be there the 20 it's thursday through saturday it's like right. the 20 something through another 20 something uh, and then um, November uh, 9th through 11th, I will be at uh, Flyover Fest. Fest in St. Louis. Yeah, what about you? Uh, Thursday, I'm at Cafe Kerouac in Columbus with our old friend Garrett Teitelbaum. Oh, nice. That'll be fun. So that's what I've got on the calendar. Um, yeah. Um, so, all right. So now you're, you, I, I forgot. I got to ask you this. The Braves are out of the picture. Yeah. You don't have a World Series champion. I do not. Who is it? You got to adjust. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be Phillies. It has to be. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, if I bet against them, I'd be silly. I'd be be silly to bet against the Phillies. So silly! No, I mean, there's like such a juggernaut right now. Everything's working for them. Uh, They're extremely a dangerous team. Yeah. What about you? (laughs) Still Phillies. Yeah. It's been since day one. It's been since day one. 
So uh, check out InTheClutch.com. Promo code NASTYBOYS, all caps, 10% off. Got a lot of cool Attaboy Harper shirts. Got a, <laughs> got a one that says, it says Big Nick Energy with him. Oh, that's awesome. Giving the post-game uh, interview where he said, I fuck with Philly. A lot of cool stuff. Dude, what a great f- Attaboy Harper. That's such a great thing just like for a t-shirt. That's so good. Dude. Yeah. Did you see the shirt they were wearing after and this they were celebrating? No. Someone got it just says Attaboy Harper. Oh, perfect. And they were wearing it in the clubhouse. So mm. that's for sure fuel for next year for the for the old old Braves. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, in the clutch.com. Check it all out. Uh thanks to Sports Drink for hosting the audio of this. And uh thanks t- to you for watching, listening, and thanks for having me over and doing this every fucking week. I love it, man. Thanks for stopping over. Always. Yeah. And as always, go red legs. Thanks for stopping over, Nasty Nation. Go red legs. <laughs> go red legs. I, I'll figure it out. <laughs>